Johnson. What's up? What is up? Oh man. Uh, to be honest, setting up for this. Uh, so here's a weird thing. I've, I have three kids. I've been married sure. for like almost 18 years and you know, I work super hard for my house, but mm-hmm. I just realized that I have no space. No, there's no dad <laughs> space. <laughs> You don't have a man cave anymore? Hell no, man. I, I I don't know. Someday. But it's all full of kids. So it's like, I got only three kids too. So it's crazy that there's no room in this big house for me. Sure. That's a bummer. Dude, at least my dad had... My my dad my mom lets my dad have his own like uh, his own like man cave but it's like in the garage it's like behind the garage okay so like but that's the only space he's allowed to use <laughs> so she just kind of takes over I mean it I think in in girls minds and women's I shouldn't say girls my mom's a woman but uh, in women's minds. I think it's just like all of our stuff is stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's just like no matter what, it's like all your stuff sucks. And I've noticed that now living with my girlfriend for like a year, it's like, yeah, she just doesn't like my stuff. So, (laughs) you know what? It's, you know, my stuff's cool. Exactly. That's kind of stupid too at the same time. I mean, it's, you know, I cherish my record player and I have a few vinyl, but it's like, yeah, yeah. I wish I had more. Yeah, dude. it's an endless game man i just know that like the wife would be like what are you gonna do with that and i'm like i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna cherish it and she's like can't you just listen to it off your ipod or your iphone and i was like "Uh, okay you don't get it it's fine that that's 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 just Ugh, dude that's such a bummer my thing is like dude if i keep it clean and if if it's out of the public eye what the hell do you care you know what yeah. i mean like, it's, 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 i told it's jerry i was like you are not giving me shit i will have my own room you know what i mean it's, like that's just the way it goes you get yeah. the whole house you know what i mean like it's like i get one room so just yeah leave me my Your one woman room. cave is the whole house yeah <laughs> well i'll build one once i make a decent em- enough money i will build you a she shed just ca- get calm down you know what i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> so i had my stuff all set up in like so my D D cave i have a little like yes it, it's right next to the furnace into the the depths of our house bro do because- you D? Hell yeah. you tell, oh dude dude nate is a huge D guy and he kind of got me into it we gotta we gotta go on a campaign uh hey Jeez. yeah oh yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm into it i played D since i was like i don't know i was a junior high kid and oh, uh, dude. so you know from time to time i really like i i i kind of let it in, left it in junior high yeah, but uh, now I'm like, dude, it's too good to not. It, it's especially fun. fifth edition is so good. So I'm always a yeah. drunken elf. That <laughs> 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 just just is he, he's the guy that you don't want on your team. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. I, I I come to fuck shit up. That's literally like. What, what, what. I I usually I so I've been trying to play uh, uh players or characters that are. Uh, different than what i've used to play yeah but then i realized i'm like uh the i was i was the rogue a thief mm-hmm. and that i was like that just fits my personality yeah so i usually I, i'm thinking i'm gonna go back to that the next time i play because i'm like it's just too much fun it just works 
Well, I find I found out like there's a, there's a thing, and I, and and it was because so when Nate and I played, like we were pro- he was promising me like we're gonna be doing D and D like every day in between takes and stuff like that. Yeah, because we did it while we were recording my album, and what happened was is is like we kind of ran out of time so it was like we never did a campaign until the very end and by then it was more of like we were just getting drunk because we were celebrating you know being done with the album yeah and i got way too drunk and i found out like <laughs> that's not the guy you want to be when playing D. but i'd never played so like i didn't know you know it's a lot of fun i could see it i see drunken D would <laughs> just turn into something stupid it's yeah that's exactly what happens it's like you there's got to be some kind of like you have to retain some level of seriousness while you while you play D anD D. Otherwise, Absolutely. you're gonna be the like the the drunken idiot at the party that's just like breaking your parents' stuff, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what I became. <laughs> and they didn't like it too much. <laughs> he goes, "You're." I'm so glad Goldman is not playing with us right now because you need to learn D and D etiquette. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was that." <laughs> There's you such know, a thing. Dire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there is. You just yeah. don't get. And it's really just don't get too drunk. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I tried it with other people too later, and yeah, it didn't go over well. So I just was like, you know what? It's either I learn how to play the game or I just say I'm not a D&D guy, but I think it's something that I could get into. So I just I need to calm down on the drinking. It's so. a lot of fun and I enjoy it. It's uh it kind of hits that like creative side. Sure. You know what I mean? Like where you are it's, it's an imaginative. It, yeah. Yeah, in the brain. It's uh-huh. you hit that creative side where you got to imagine everything that you're that they're describing you and it's like video games but right it's in your brain so it's even cooler you know yeah well it's 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 very much like engaging your your imagination so like you know if you're a creative type it should be right up your alley you know what i mean yeah yeah. um if you're not then i totally get how you're like ah it's for nerds but it's like it's really not it's just actually like it's kind of a it's like what i attributed it to even though I was drunk, was it's it's like a writing exercise you get to sure. before you start like doing stuff. So I would like to, you know, in the future when I do record records, I would like to actually have a full campaign going on while we're reco- recording, because then <laughs> it would awesome. like you know what I mean, like it would get your your juices flowing, and then you can just kind of like, oh dude, I just came up with a really good idea, you know, sure. you can pause at any time, you know what I mean, yeah. like in your as long as you and Tyler is actually Nate's brother is actually a really good dungeon master so sweet yeah that's he's awesome. really cool about it and he gets really into it so it's 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 a lot of fun yeah that's something that i want to do is dm yeah but i've always felt uh intimidated by it because all the people that i played with were so good and i'm like i'm never gonna be able to like do what they do but yeah i'll do what i do well i have a feeling I... that like because because you ran a you ran a club you like you ran a you sure. ran a like a yeah. uh, uh, uh venue so i feel like that would actually come in handy. I feel like you'd be a really good dungeon master, actually. Honestly. Well, I have some plans. So and, sick. Uh, yeah. Well, if you want to do it, dude, I would. I would. We should zoom it, and like we could have a zoom <laughs> zoom D and Ds. That would be a blast, man. It would be awesome. Would I know be awesome. Nate would be down as as long as he's okay. got time. That's why he's yeah. not here today. He's he's dude. He's like uh, busy like f- putting the finishing touches on my record, and we should be either next week or the week after. Uh, we'll be releasing my album. So Dude. he's busy and he's also doing 
Uh, Jason from Becoming the Archetype's solo project. Okay. Um, as well as gearing up to go write with my epic. So he's like, wow, he's crazy busy. So I was okay. like, I'm not even gonna like try to get him away from it because I'm just glad he's getting my stuff done. So I'm sure. just like, why don't I just have like interviews while you know he's busy and it would be f- more fun honestly to have him with you with with us oh. here. But you yeah. know. You, you, you gotta you it. gotta take what you can get. This won't be the last time you're on the show, dude. So. I got at least twelve more songs to pick from. <laughs> dude, just... you. It's funny because we don't have a lot of audience members, but like the people that are that dig this are like really into it. Like Josiah had him on last week. He's a good, really good friend of mine. He's the one that created the uh, uh, the artwork, the the yeah. uh, the logo for for Sultans. And uh, dude, he's like, I've already got like tw- ten more in the chamber, dude. Uh, he's like, I'm ready <laughs> whenever you guys need me. So I dude. mean, it's good to know that we have backups when Nate's sure. not available. You know? Yeah. So. Well, it's such a fun topic, you know. It like, is just to talk about these songs that um, maybe. To some aren't slappers, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, slapper is such a general term, but like that's the beauty of it, you know. Like yeah, we can yeah, take yeah. it, and Nate usually likes to take that that curveball. So, and yeah. I like being able to share music with people. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's share something that's awesome, and to be able to explain why it's awesome to you, and then yeah. maybe somebody else kind of can you know follow and go oh yeah i get it that is cool or i mean i also like when people go no dude that kind of sucks <laughs> you know yeah. like tell me why you know and then we can talk about it so right. i enjoy that right you know? oh well, and that's you know and, and and there's been times where i've kind of just purposefully tried to be contrarian and then later on recanted yeah you know i keep I saying have, it like what's go ahead i also have about four or five songs on the on the attack of the stinkers <laughs> <laughs> that one's so much fun he came up with that on the fly and i was like such a good idea you know what i mean like i had a yeah. ton of those i literally have now a playlist on my spotify that's private for myself because i don't want people to see um sure. but it, it's called fart noise and it's <laughs> that's what i called it and it's literally that's what it's, it's the equivalent of just like you know what i mean like like you these songs it, but and you don't want to like listen to it all the time yeah and the cool <laughs> thing is like you f- you listen to shit songs but then you realize like oh these might actually like kind of slap like we found out len len yeah. that song uh steal my sunshine it's like yep. but i'm never really mad when it comes on you know what i mean like i'm never like <laughs> ah turn it off so it's a yeah. stinker but it's like it still slaps so i threw yeah. it on a slap slapper playlist we have playlists by the way for whoever's listening our one fan which is you and two fans, which is you and Josie. Uh, we we have a playlist, public playlist. Uh, if you search my name, Ryan David McGinney, you'll find you know the Sultans of Slap playlist of all the ones that slap. And then we also, I also started one called Revenge of the Stinkers, and Josie just inverted the colors so it looks green and look gross. <laughs> I have a so. really problematic one. Mm-hmm. Like like so, if if you ever did an Attack of the Stinkers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you wanted me on there. I got a very problematic one. Yeah. The song is like awesome. But when <laughs> okay. you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's not good. Like it, it's it's. Are you telling me that you want to put up Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it is not. But okay. that, that does fit. Dude, we but, heard like, one by Buck Cherry and it had a sick riff on it. And I was like, God. 
yeah, this one kind of slaps. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's an old '70s song, but like it's it's one of those. If you heard that, it, you'd be like, oh, I've. I've heard this before. That's and mine and Nate's specialty is seventies era. I didn't realize how like, ooh, that's 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 a problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> those lyrics are bad, aren't good. It's, oh, like on PC? Are they on PC? <laughs> oh, very on PC. Oh, yes. dude, yeah, I've got one. <laughs> I've got one in the chamber that I still have to use. That's very on PC, but I don't. I don't think he was actually trying to be offensive. I think he was trying to make a point with yeah. being offensive. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I so I, I heard some stuff about this. Uh, well, I'll save it to yeah, another okay. time. Yeah, yeah, another talk. time. <laughs> Unless you want to go Revenge of the Stinkers, and then it's like it's open season. Oh man, on it's tempting. Asses. It's so tempting. But the song that I want that I have picked out, I do want to talk about. So. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, so for those of you listening, it probably doesn't sound like Nate, and you're right, it's not Nate. Uh, tonight we have uh, Jerome Myers. Uh, he, uh, used to run the warehouse. Uh, I think you ran another venue too before prep after. Well, um, but explain to us, like how, explain to the audience how we know each other and like what you did when we, when we first met, you know what I mean? Sure. Awesome. I, I definitely want to talk about that stuff yeah. because, uh, like you guys, when you guys were, even when you back with, with Nahelio, <laughs> you guys are some of my favorite people to have at the warehouse. <laughs> so I ran the First Street Warehouse. It was a um, a teen music venue, teen center yeah. that was run by uh, Youth for Christ. So it was mm-hmm. a Christian teen right. center music venue, and uh, and I was in charge of running that thing and uh, booking three to five bands every Saturday, and then also speaking, and then also taking care of all the other shit. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I really wanted to talk about that because how I've changed since, and maybe there's people listening that are like, uh, you know, we'll talk about some stuff that's questionable. I know sure. it, and uh, we'll say some words back then I could not say. Right. And I just wanted to say, make it like clear that it's like I've always been this way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? exactly. I'm still the I'm the guy there, but I just was like the censored version there, and uh, right. Um, and uh, it was an awesome you- time. You 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 would open up later when we go out for lunch or dinner or something oh, absolutely. like that. So, you know, and we'd be and, like, "This uh, guy's rad. We like him." <laughs> also, just, also the importance of it. You always paid us, and it was always fair, and it was always like generous, and it was always like awesome. Even if there were like five kids at the show, or if there were like you know a hundred or whatever, which sure, usually yeah. wouldn't would only happen if hands if we were opening for hands. So. Well, because um, <laughs> Shane's there, a badass. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. We, if you guys were on the sh- uh, hands like date, yeah, there would be about three hundred kids. Or the suit, the yeah, suit, absolutely. midnight suit. Actually, I like the midnight suit better, but I, I sure. like that day better. But whatever. <laughs> there was a few bands that were like favorites of the warehouse, and for those sure. are two of those. Um, mm-hmm. But like I. Man, the crazy, I just think about some days, like, the crazy shows that we had there. Yeah. And I could, can't believe that I was able to do that stuff. It was awesome. For, I got paid to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I think... It was fabulous. I think it was there... No, maybe not. It was definitely there where we, Nate and I, got a really close relationship with the dudes at hands, especially uh, Josh Silbernagel and Shane. Yeah, uh, Oshner, who is now in everything in slow motion. If you guys haven't heard, uh, oh. they just put out a new record, and it's seriously like one of my favorite releases of this year. 
And Dude. also the same guy that hosts this show and my best friend and my producer of my album produced and mixed and mastered or and engineered that album. So, oh, dude, that album is so good. Got it on vinyl, like, dude. Got it yesterday. Oh, I've been trying. I want to play it. Well, so, yeah, I want to play it on my radio show because I actually yeah. have a radio show these yeah. days. <laughs> well, I think we're going to get him on. Uh, Nate was talking about getting him on. And, and I think what we should do is kind of do a specific thing for his album and just play our favorite songs off his album. Alone. That's a great idea. So that's a great idea, Shane. If you're listening, we're 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 working on it. Uh, Nate has to be less busy, but yeah, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get you on here. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh. Anyway, continue. Uh, we were so, talking about the warehouse. Yeah, I also I also was the stage manager of the HM stage at Sunshine. Yes, too. you were. So I think you got the year that we didn't do the Club Three tournament and didn't get because we always got that spot. Yeah. No matter what, like if they were always, they're always like, you're getting that spot. So you don't have to worry. We always got the HM spot in sunshine, but there was one year we didn't do the tournament and I'm pretty sure you helped us get on the, that stage the last yeah. time for blank page. Right? See, that was probably absolutely. Cause I like so. I always gave, uh, the dude that was running it. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. I think it was Shane. Also, I think his name was Shane. And, okay. uh, I, before, the the festival even started he got close he mm-hmm. would ask me for a list of local bands to book sure and so you guys were always on that list right and uh you know hands was as and, well yeah yep yep and i always picked the the up-and-coming bands that were around that like i knew that would you know that had yeah. the quality they could uh play on the big stage so right and then i also played bands that i was just like they're just cool yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Sure, I just man. like these guys and they deserve it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, dude, Sunshine was always a good payday. Like, literally, if we had a decent merch table, it was like we were making a couple hundred bucks at least. And the beauty of it was we didn't have to travel far to get back home. So it was yeah. like it was usually all profit. In fact, the Helios tour was basically not a tour. And that's the one we went half of it. We had to jump on Hans's dates because the other half of our tour fell through. And then Hans was like, "Just, just come with us, and you can open. You know, we the, we'll dude. contact all the venue owners, and we'll let them let them know that we're bringing an act." And Wasn't we're like, that "Dude, Brent? that's when we became friends, really." Yeah. Um. Didn't, and didn't and Brendan run sound for you guys in that. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Wickstrom. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Wickstrom <laughs> brothers. Love you, dudes. Um. Yeah. Eric recorded our albums for our first. Uh, for Nihilio and Blank Page, I think everything except for Calm Down, Nate did. Nate okay. did Calm Down. And that was nice. kind of his start uh, to an awesome, awesome and blossoming career right now. But cool. yeah, Brendan went with us and it was it was a glorified road trip. It wasn't a tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't like we romantic. I personally romanticized it a lot because it was the first one. But it wasn't really a tour, you know, like we went to Six Flags and we went to like (laughs) Bourbon Street and 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 we went to New Orleans. We went to Jacksonville, Florida. We caught an 18 pound Atlantic white tip shark in Florida and ate it the next day with a guy that let us sleep in his house and is literally (laughs) like his Cracker Jack box house. Like it was this tiny house and we could barely move in there. But we all crammed in there Um on our Jacksonville date, and then we it was this place called Neptune Beach, Florida, and I shit you not, there is not an ugly person in that town. 
<laughs> like literally everybody there was Come on. like a 10 Tis Florida <laughs> a 10 I know you would think it'd be like missing teeth or no these were like in the words of like some 80s like Camaro driving douchebag like babes bro babes you know left and right like we're we're breaking our necks looking behind us you know what I mean it was nuts and we're just I these I think gross you, guys, dudes. you guys played uh, Cornerstone that year I think we did every tour hearing... we went on every t- summer tour we went on it was usually cornerstone was the middle date of the tour and then sunshine was always the the cap the end okay the end of the tour i think after that tour brendan had a lot to say <laughs> yeah we're uh didn't know what the hell we were doing you know what i mean <laughs> but he was also like our really good friend so he we yeah. just had a blast yeah. with him but we were awesome we we're idiots <laughs> Um, well, I mean, everybody's so young. I mean, yeah. it's like it totally makes sense, you know. Yeah, so okay. you were, and I think we we've established this on other shows. You were like one of our favorite places to play, just because of you. Like we would play even if there was nobody there, just because it was like we get to hang out with Jerome. We get a good, we get a meal. We get you know decent pay, and then we go home. It was always it was always a, a no brainer for us, dude. You know, so it was awesome. I always. I, Whenever I booked you guys, I was like, you know what? There's probably going to be about 15 kids show up. Yeah. I don't care because I love this band anyways. <laughs> so I, I, I'd, I'd be like, you know, yeah. sometimes I book bands just because I liked it. Yeah. You know? and, and we I made a lot care. of we made a lot of friends in, in, in Wilmer and we, you know, uh, to this day that we still have that we still contact or still work yeah. with or people that we've met through through that venue alone so it was really like a catalyst in the scene at the time and man it was a fun time to be in a band you know what i mean it was it was uh it was like you could diy it you know you could you know it's 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 kind of i don't know it's kind of uh fell off uh a little bit in the last couple years at least for me it was it was dying it seemed uh it might be it might have a resurgence uh before covid but or might have had one, but I wouldn't know. You know, the only dudes I know from it are the author boys, which I think yeah. I think you know them, right? The Bartlett yep. brothers, um, good friends of ours. Uh, Trev is actually going to work on putting out a t-shirt and a hoodie for me Sweet. for my solo stuff and start my merch table. And uh, Cam has always been like, you know, my brother. Both of them have been. I've lived with them for a while, so. Dude, those dudes are awesome. Yeah. Uh, they played in What is Truth when they first oh, when they were in high school. <laughs> what is truth? <laughs> I used to say that to Trevor. Guys, I used to say that to Trevor all the time just to kind of like get a, get a razz on like, you know. I'd be like, Trev, but really, what is truth? What is it? You know, like, can you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> those guys are so good. They were like, oh, like sweet dudes. Like, yeah. When they came out like that band, they were clueless, but they were such sweet boys. So was Nihilio. <laughs> and honestly, so was the beginning of Blank Page, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. even because Nate and I, we decided, like, we're great in a band together. We're great, awesome, re- better writing music together, but we are shit when it comes to, like, figuring out the business side of like doing a band (laughs) you know i mean like yeah we're just not good at it you know and and that's something that i've had to learn for my own stuff you know and it's it's been rocky i mean i haven't made anything yet really you know uh but you know it's it's the tenacity i just can't i can't let it go so 
you know, might as well not <laughs> just just keep yeah, doing exactly. it. You know it's what I mean? inside you, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, for you. sure. I'll figure it out someday. You know, <laughs> and and to be <laughs> honest, if you just continue to play music like you do and do it because you love it, mm-hmm. and from time, I mean, I know that you want to make money doing what you love. Who doesn't, right? Yeah, it's, when you get, I'm in my 30s now, and I'm um, just mid 30s, and so I'm yeah. just kind of like, yo, you know, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I gotta oh, figure sure. this out, but but. For sure. That fire in the belly probably won't ever die off until I can't stand it anymore. Sure. And that's cool, man, that you're still doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, I want you, I, uh, don't get me wrong. I want you to make, make a living doing what you do. Right. And, you know, I want you to, I want you to explode and get huge. Mm -hmm. But what I love is that you are still doing what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's who you are. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you can play coffee shops the rest of your life and knowing that that's who you are. At least and that's my opinion when it comes to this stuff. It's like, yeah. do what you do regardless well, of the stage that you're on. You I'm know? a firm believer that tenacity and hard work will get you somewhere. It might not be like sure. the biggest thing, but it's going to get you somewhere. And that's yeah. kind of what I have to depend on and lean in, lean yeah. into, you know. Um, I mean, there's... So many guys that played the warehouse that I know now are making a living playing music yeah. or doing music. Yeah. And it's not exactly what they planned on. Yeah. But it turned out to who what they are like, you know, uh uh Butner, Brandon Butner. Oh yeah. Oh he him and I actually worked together a lot. Um yeah. in LA. Like, I yeah. mean, who would have thought that he'd be producing right now i, I would know that <laughs> did you okay oh yeah 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 I, I love that dude and he 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 actually mastered uh pretty much for next to nothing he mastered a single of mine before we got the remasters for the like the actual masters for the entire album but he l- sure. let me help me release a single back in the day and then i had to take it off because we had the the new met the one that'll go on the album you know what i mean yeah but yeah. i mean he's always he's a great dude they just came out with something uh him and his but him and his old buddies remember they used to be in uh, uh what was what the name was of the it? band uh it was him it and was mac a weird name see weird, we have yes. a we have a we actually all know each other because we used to live in the same house this house in st okay. paul that his dad owned and it was like this old victorian like four stories and it was like mac had his own room with like floor basically but it was like an upstairs, really high upstairs room. Then there was yeah. the second floor, which was me, Brandon, me and Brandon for a while. Then it was Brand- me and Zach Doherty. Yeah. And then in the basement was like Mike Didvik and like, but they used to be in a band. What the hell was their band's name? It was a, um, oh. the name of their band was, it, it came from like, like theology and it's like Greek. It's a right. Greek term, I think. It's either Greek or Hebrew or something like that. And so, oh. Dude, it's I can hard text. to I'm remember. Text I'm texting Mac. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it what it used to be, but they're now in it. They started a, another group called Antler Mouth, and it's like it's like hardcore stuff. But dude, it's pretty sick. They got a Antler bunch of playlists for real. I didn't know that those dudes were in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac, Mac, the old vocalist for the band that I'm about to find out the name for. Yeah, and uh, uh, Zach Doherty and Brandon Butner. And I think that's it from the from the old band. And okay. I think I think it's just those three, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Brandon probably did all the all the other. Well, I just clipped all the other uh, like instruments because Brandon Brandon's Brandon's sure. a producer, so he's multifaceted. You know, he's like Nate. Yeah, he played pretty much everything. 
So, dude, but he's, I know I'm not a big fan of like the, most of the music that comes out that Brandon's like making his money from, but whenever I hear it, I'm like, this is good stuff. It's good. It's not quite my thing, but it's awesome. Like it, it's cool that he's doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Making he's money, you know, and you he's know? doing pops, pop stuff. So you know, can't yeah. stop the feeling on tro- trolls. Yeah. He engineered that song. I can name like you can tell me like what pop songs are like yeah like hitting the charts, and I can tell you which ones he's worked on. Like literally, For uh, sure. that Jason Derulo like want to want me or what want to you really? Yeah. He he. He actually recorded, engineered, and recorded the the writer that wrote that soon and okay. sold it to okay. Derulo. Um, but yeah, dude, wow, he, crazy. him and I actually, that's why I moved to LA because him and I were trying to do like pop tunes, you know, just write a bunch of tunes. I think we had, we came up with like at least 20 or 30. Um, but, wow. but we came up with way more. Just there's at least 20 or 30 somewhere in Brandon's hard drive that we wrote. And uh, one of them got the attention of Leona Lewis, but we couldn't sell it. And then I just realized oh. that this is just not my thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I yeah, thought yeah. I could do it. And it's really hard um, to write pop songs. I found out, you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard because oh, I'm sure. just thinking, like, I can write these stupid bullshit, beep, 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 you know, something about somebody's ass. And and it, it, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't really, you know, sell. You got to, like, sell it. Like, those people, no matter what, even if you think that song is stupid, somebody in the world believed in that song. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. And, it, and, yeah. and if you don't, like, put your all into it, people can hear it. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. It's super weird because I always thought, oh, man, it's still, like, catchy and stuff like that. We There was a couple that I was really into, even as a pop song, that I was like, we could sell this, but we just never... We never like caught on. I think Brandon's still trying to do it out there. Um, but with COVID, yeah. I couldn't stay out there. It was so expensive and oh, I wasn't I making imagine. any money, so I had to leave, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um here we go. What what was the name of your old man? <laughs> we're we're shout, we're giving you a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so tell the audience, so you ran the warehouse. What do you, what do you do nowadays, man? Well, um, man, after a long journey, I'm, I'm selling radio advertising and I do announcing every, every weeknight, nine to midnight on, uh, the river W M I S F M. Nice. one. Sick. Anyways, it's, it's uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's a modern rock, uh, radio station it's actually 50 years of rock is what is our tagline so we play everything but it's mainly all like modern rock and you know radio rock and i try to like adjust my uh my playing so it's not like the garbage but you got to play the garbage when you're playing radio so you know it's a lot of fun though but yeah that's awesome what do you love what kind of music you playing i know i already know but you you can tell them it's well, sick. <laughs> you so, you I asked mean, me for a couple of suggestions, and I was like, <laughs> I got a couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, so whenever I whenever I do my show, I mean, I got to play, like, the hits that are going on right now, you know, like the new, new stuff. But I try to, like, throw in some good stuff. Like, I mean, I'm always trying to play Deftones or uh, Tool. Hell, yeah. And, uh, you know, bands like that that are, you know. Dude, fun. I just, uh, Josie just got me uh, Nine Inch Nails with Teeth. On yeah. vinyl, oh, nice. that's so sick. And we yeah, we covered I, uh, everything is every day is exactly the same. So dude, it's I, such a good song. 
I was forget I forget I, f- I forgot about that band. Mm-hmm. Sadly, I don't listen to that kind of stuff much. Yeah, yeah. But I I just realized so I started playing them a lot. I I always play you know the '90s like grunge that I love. Hell you know? yeah. And uh, stuff like that that I you know discover and I try to add more more to it than just what is hot on rock radio right now. So, yeah. Because I. Gosh, a lot of it sucks, and uh, but I also am surprised that there's a lot of stuff that I really like right now. Yeah, that's out. Oh, and, dude, uh, there's this new wave of like, it's really obscure, like British punk. Yes, but it's with like saxophones and stuff, and there's this new wave of that going on, and it is awesome, man. There's a couple bands yeah. I can send your way, but Viagra yeah. Boys is one. We yeah. already covered them on the show. They're fantastic. Their last two records, mwah, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just idols, idols, mono. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Love it. Mono something, something mono. Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, oh my god! Like, I was like, this is incredible. And dude, uh, this other band that we found out about, um, me and uh, Josie went to see Viagra Boys, and they opened for Viagra Boys called Pottery. Um, okay. They just came out with an album called Bobby's Motel or Welcome to Bobby's Motel, and dude, it's 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 brilliant. It's this yeah. groovy, it's super groovy punk. And what I always knew about punk was, especially when we were coming up and playing music, like punk was just like it, it, it's kind of a free for all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no, it's like really like it doesn't matter if you screw up because it's like eh, whatever. It's punk, you know, punk rock. You know what I mean? Sure. But these bands are the one thing that surprised me is that how tight they were. Like they're so in the their drummers, their drummer and rhythm section, their drummer and bass player are just locked in, and the other guys are just like throwing these tasteful like you know little licks out. But it's just like repetitive, and it's 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 so good. You know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. Nate and I were just like geeking out about the new Viagra Boys. They just dropped a new album called uh, uh, Home- Homeless Jazz or something like that. Or uh, yeah, I saw I saw that. Oh. I, I've only listened to a few of their songs, dude. Yeah, but I want to. Well, I want to listen. The, to the thing is, is like you can't. So sports is their most famous song, and it's just a joke. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's just yeah. funny. Um. It's called Welfare Jazz, their new record. But um, first one is called Street Worms. It's um, But uh, <laughs> sports, just laugh. You know what I mean? Like, look up the video. It's yeah. hilarious. Guy gets hit in the head a bunch with tennis balls and stuff. And it, he's just like this dad bod, like, tatted up dude. And he just looks like he smokes a pack a day and is just, like, drinking every second of his life. Which he really isn't. It's just, like, this persona that he puts portrays. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Man, th- there's a song called Down in the Basement. It's the first one. Um, that whole record, Street Worms, fantastic, dude. It's, it's 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 insane. So I would highly recommend you listen to that band. I think you'd like it. Sure. Especially sure. if you're into I like, mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that is like that, that scene that I, I'm discovering. And, and I'm like, oh, there's some really cool things happening right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's. You know, the whole shutdown thing, it's causing people to stay close to home. Dude, yeah. But I think it also causes people, like, scenes and little things like that to kind of, like... Well, dude, hold. now everybody's I, doing I mean, these, like, like Under Oath kind of was the... 
I think they were one of the, if if not the first band, one of the first bands to do like full album concerts. You know what I mean? And they they'll f- yeah get this really high, really good high def like video of it, and 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 you know like it's really good like audio quality and stuff like that, live yeah. stream stuff like that. I heard Jimmy World's gonna do it. Uh, dude, wow. Shane yeah. told me that he they've got Jimmy World and they're playing. I think they're playing Clarity, Futures, and Sweet or and uh, and uh. uh American bleed, bleed American. American. Thank yeah. you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> bleed American. <laughs> so those three records, front to finish, um, you know, different nights. They're gonna. I heard about yeah. it, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy that. You know what I mean? Like, I need a ticket. Yeah. To that. I don't know if it's already happened, but that's so cool. I wish I had the money and the time to do that. You know, surprisingly, I've been like yeah. crazy busy. But eventually, what I want to do is I want to do something similar to that. I already did that this summer, where I just was playing live sets but i don't have like good sound quality or anything like that you know there's a lot of equipment i need to buy to 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 make it sound good but well such a good barber out of kansas city i don't know if Mm -hmm. you know that know that guy he i mean he recorded uh the first i don't think i do the last uh hands album gave me rest oh okay okay yeah yeah you know anyway so he just did uh devil wars prada they did like two nights or three nights of uh, mm-hmm. their zombie. That was a band I never could get into, man. I was never into it, but it, I mean, good on them. I mean, they were huge, yeah, you know, for sure. I remember we were we'd make fun of them while they drove around in their golf carts at Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be like, "Oh, we're the Devil Wears Prada. We're so cool," you know. And like, and meanwhile, we're like, "Dude, you're just jelly, man. Just, just shut up," you know. <laughs> well, I was uh, so we at Sunshine like the, so. When they were like headlining one night, I was talking to the guy, one of the guys from uh, Hope for Home. Oh, dude, which one? Because we know Tanner. Uh, we know I, Tanner really well. It wasn't well. Tanner. It was one of the other guys. But I was talking to all the. They just hung out, you know. They're awesome they're dudes. Fans of music. Awesome dudes. And so we just hung out and we were watching Devil Wars Prada and like one of the. I think he was the maybe a bass player i don't know and he was like dude every day i saw those guys driving around at cornerstone with their like uh golf cart and i would run out and i would like drop my pants and my drop to my underwear yeah and like <laughs> and he's like i am thinking i'm gonna do that tonight because <laughs> it was when they were coming off stage but they yeah, got yeah. surrounded by like security so he's like yeah i don't want to get beat up so i'm just gonna keep my pants on tonight <laughs> so <laughs> dude that was the that was that year that, that i think that was the last year blank page played sunshine i i think i think it is um yeah. and we became insta buds with with hope for home especially tanner tanner and i got got along really well and i yeah. remember because we we went to that was the day that was when i think that was the year too that they let the hm bands eat with the with the kings of the main stage um yeah. and the, like breakfast and stuff because we were never allowed to go there until that year yeah. and i don't i think that was because we always got there on the club three thing but this year we actually got invited i yeah. think that's what why so tanner and i we, we'd go get breakfast and 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 one morning dude uh michael michael tate of previously of dc talk which hey respect because yeah. supernatural is a perfect record but okay this dude was full of himself and 
you could tell because of how he was. You know. <laughs> oh, for sure. And he literally, sure. we we went in there, and he goes, Michael Tate has entered the building. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he's just like going like sauntering over and, and like stuff like that. So T- Tanner and I were like, Michael Tate wants some biscuits. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we were just like making fun of him like under our breath, and he was just like, What's up, boys? He like massaged Tanner's back and stuff like that. Oh. Michael Tate's here. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And it was just all like it was like the Michael Tateathon, you know, like show. It was so funny, and we're like laughing. It's like you were like the third dude, and <laughs> in an okay like Christian rock band, like chill, you know. <laughs> you know like, yeah, there's. <laughs> oh man, rumors about those guys. Those uh, what DC? Those DC talk guys. Man. Uh, I don't want to yeah. hear it because I Kevin Max is my hero, and <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, I do want to hear it. I'm kidding. What? what <laughs> tell me some stories. Well. Okay, so uh, Michael Tate. I mean, I don't care personally. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, he's gay, gay as can be. Oh, dude. Fine. Oh, I knew that because my buddy. You remember Jeremy Bonin from Nihilio? Sure. He had yeah, a buddy yeah. that basically got like, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Bonin. Maybe it was Matt Muha. I don't know. But one of somebody that we know uh, knows a guy that played in. I think he played in like Carmen's band. Remember Carmen? Oh. Yeah, um, he, yeah. he played bass or something for Carmen's band and they would, you know, oh, DC would, I, they would either open for DC or whatever. Something happened sure. where they were on yep. tour together. And what, like one day, like the, cause I think, dude, this is all like hearsay. So I could be, I, I could be completely <laughs> yeah. full of shit, but I heard that like Michael Tate, like sent him a dick pic and like was like coming on to him the whole tour and stuff like that. Yeah. And well, he was just like a joker, you know, like, so he would like. He'd like massage Carmen's back and Carmen's like Carmen like grabbed him, he said, by like the shirt and was like, Enough of the gay shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> And he was only doing it to get a rise out of him. Like he wasn't gay or so- something like that. But it was it's really funny. And you know That doesn't surprise me at yeah. all. And and you know what? We're probably just talking rumors, but whatever. Probably. It's all good. <laughs> probably. This is all, but- you know, second and you know, like knowledge secondhand news sure or, you know what yeah I mean? absolutely it's all but bullshit like, so but michael tate i mean i have friends in nashville where michael tate lives and they're like they'll see the michael tate uh, limo roll up and <laughs> pick some dudes up and roll out there you go you're like hmm interesting i will you know? say like, i will say it does not surprise me in the least no. you know what i mean and like it's sad that he has to hide it absolutely man absolutely I mean, it's like, who cares? I don't care. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that care, but they shouldn't. They nobody shouldn't cares, care man. Especially now, you shouldn't care or else you're going to get canceled. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anybody that wants to keep their job and like be known as like a functioning member of society, then yeah, lay off. Yeah, yeah. You know, he even if you don't agree well. with it, like just fuck off a little bit you know what I mean? you know what i mean like like <laughs> fuck like, off a lot fuck off a lot you know what i mean like it's like i mean it, the thing i think that like really surprises me about about that community which i understand you know you went through a lot of hardship to get the rights that you have you deserve it well done you know what i mean yeah but why are yep. you trying to like change people like the duck dynasty folks like I they're know. like i can't believe it can you believe this like yeah the dude is in the swamp hunting varmints. You know what I mean? Like, like he's a. You would think he's gonna have some progressive idea of like what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why yeah, are you trying exactly. to change those people? Like, it's like I know as a as a as a nerdy fucking ugly ass white boy. 
don't walk through Compton, dude. Like, just don't do it. You're gonna get shot. You know, like, yeah, like, 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 yeah. So, in the same sense, it's like, it's like, yeah, man. I mean, it, it sucks that 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 we have to live in a world like that. On the other hand, it's like, you're not gonna change people like that, dude. Just yeah, wait till they yeah. croak. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when they're done, you think my generation gives a shit about like about like who exactly. who you're in love with? No, everything's no. on Netflix right now, man. Chill. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's this podcast about? Anyways? <laughs> I was gonna say it's 40 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> uh, hey guys, welcome to Sultans of Slap, and uh, we got a special guest here, Jerome Myers. What's up? Uh, formerly uh, the runner of the warehouse and the HM stage at Sunshine Festival, which is now No Mas, um, yeah. and now he's a radio DJ. From what I hear, somewhat. Kill, yeah, I, I get my money DJ. from uh, selling radio advertising. There you go. What's like the but. funniest one? Do, do you have anything like funny that you have? To, like some company that just came up with a name that's like, dude, you didn't see that. I remember um, come and go, and I was like, really? <laughs> like you guys, <laughs> you Sotans, man. <laughs> um. Not too much. Usually we try to have some like self-awareness and like tell our like our clients like weird like things that you shouldn't probably say. Sure. Like like what? I mean, so this isn't really anything big, but we do this thing called a live read, which it's like advertising where the DJ basically is the guy doing the commercial. Yeah. And uh, some of the, and so there was like one company that. uh they do a text club and they're like text Bunyan to the number blah 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 and I'm like Bunyan is the worst thing to text that's just you shouldn't mess with Bunyan. You guys are we're in the I, I I'm in the home of Paul Bunyan. You know? Yeah yeah yeah. You guys but are in the in the in the literal mecca of Paul Bunyan, right? Like exactly. The- and so everybody uses Paul or Babe or Bunyan. I guess Bunyan, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's a bad idea. But what's so, funny is Minnesota like is really known more for their like farming than their like woodsmen. You know what I mean? Sure. Like especially yeah. southern Minnesota. So it's like yeah. there's nothing but farmlands. What, what I remember I'm outside of Minneapolis, now, man. What's that? I'm no longer. I'm no longer in Wilmer. So I'm up northern Minnesota. Bemidji, dude. Bemidji. Oh, Bemidji. Yes. I've been watching Fargo and holy, <laughs> holy Hannah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. That's, so oh, yeah, everything's Paul Bunyan or yeah. Or, something like that now do so. you guys have like that, in in your your uh like local news and local radio do you guys have like accents it, can you hear them like can you pick them up because the up uh, i no- don't because i've i've been here for so long fair so enough i fair don't enough. really you don't really pick, pick up, up on, on that it. stuff you don't really There's have one people. though well i do i don't <laughs> I hear it i don't hear it yeah yeah i think you you're a very articulate speaker so <laughs> when i say my vowels you'll know oh okay you'll know yeah exactly yeah yeah i can't say sorry like everybody else it's sorry it's sorry heaven's the best you know (laughs) exactly i just lean in now and i'm like that's just it see with me it's like it's only when i talk to my dad my but but it's a michigan act it's a northern michigan accent which is it's more like bolts and a's and ahs and wa holy wa holy wa is what something we say holy wa dairy goals (laughs) caught a lake trout down there in the lake antoine you know what i mean like um <laughs> i like it <laughs> so it's like yeah it's a little bit like like deeper than Min- minnesota's yeah. a little bit more bubbly with the accent 
It's like, okay. oh yeah, yeah, you betcha, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, it's true. You know what I mean? But we're like, oh, oh, wow, you know. Wow, this was uh, some real good podcasting. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, do you want to get into it? You want to get yeah, into it? Yeah, let's do it. Man, I'm like torn between two songs. But since I like, I asked you when you graduated, so I'm, I think I'm gonna go '90s. I think I'm gonna go awesome. '90s. Okay. And it, it's only because I just got this record. I couldn't believe I didn't have this record. Um, but I'm gonna go. Should I do it? Yeah, it's a badass song. Um, we're gonna go Nirvana. Okay. And I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's off. Never mind. Um, it's called. Uh, Territorial pissings. That's what it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. Song. Yeah, dude. My so my sister. <laughs> let me explain a little bit. My sister got me this this on vinyl because I like. She was like, "What should I get you for Christmas?" And I was like, "Just go vinyl. It's the easiest thing." You know what I mean? It's there's 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 never enough. You can never have enough, and it's I'm always happy with it. You know, and yeah. she. She was like, "All right, look what what kind of records do you want?" And I was like, "Man, I'd have to look to see what I don't have." And I didn't have Nevermind, which I had a, wow. like some kind of like it's a black album with like a lot of their unreleased stuff I got sliver. for a housewarming. I think that's a Sliver, Sliver. Yeah. That's the album. Yeah, that's yeah. First yeah, yeah. Anyways. So, anyway, uh we're going to go with Territorial Pissings and uh let me know Sweet. when you're ready, ready and I'll count you off. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Just because you're paranoid Don't mean that I Dude, I love the intro of the song. Like <laughs> how all the song, all the instruments are like are out of like sync. I'm turning it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that last like, <laughs> like, like that sounds like a uh, Justin scream when he couldn't when he could have hit it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh man, such a good song, dude. <laughs> dude. I figured it was like you. You said ninety four. You graduated, right? Ninety four. Yep. Yep. So yep. I was like, oh yeah, this would have this would have been prime time. Um, Absolutely. Oh, totally was, <laughs> dude. I remember so. 91 I was too young. I think I heard I heard this record maybe probably when you like around when you graduated cuz I was a little bit older. Yeah. And I could ad- appreciate it more. But I remember my cousin got this album and you know everybody was jonesing about Smells Like Teen Spirit, you know everybody was like and that song is awesome by the way. Like it is. It, even if it's a hit it doesn't matter. It's a it's an anthem. It started the whole grunge thing. Um, but when I heard this song, I was like, that is badass. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just like, it's just balls to the wall oh, the whole time. I love the intro where everything's so like out of sync. Yeah. And yeah. then they hit that drum that once 
beat yeah, yeah. and everything's on. Oh, the snare I, roll <laughs> right into it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Dude, see, dude, so cool. The tone, I think. I love the fuzz tone or whatever, What the washy fuzz tone that he... Yeah. I, I, I was like, man, that is so rock and roll. It's like, it's not even funny. It's yeah. like, dude, I don't know what he's. I mean, Nate would be like, "Oh, it's this and this and this," and I'd be like, "Oh, okay. of course." <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, dude, to me, that's like, that's magic. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how that hap- comes out because I can get like a washy fuzz tone with like my swollen pickle and shit. But I mean, it's it's, you know, it's not. It's I I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to like would ever be able to like match that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the way he plays it and the you know, it's just simple chords, but it's just. So badass, and then Dave Grohl just kicking ass, you know. As oh usual. man, it, seriously. I mean, I think Chris Novoselic is overrated, also. Yeah, like, or not overrated, underrated. underrated. Yeah, the yeah. dude's red. Like, yeah, he is very like musically gifted. You know, when you look at how this band became like huge, yeah, it only makes sense now that you can look like look back. You right, know what right. I mean? Well, and I, it wasn't until I watched uh, a documentary on Nevermind, and I, it was on Sound City, but they had their yeah. own like special like section for Nirvana, and I found yeah. out two interesting facts: the apartment that they lived in, that the that the uh, the label comp them, that was right by Studio City, or sorry, Jesus, that was right by Studio City. Was it called? It wasn't called this, but it's called the Olive Tree Apartments now. And I lived in it the first year I lived in L.A. So nice. I lived in the apartment that Nirvana lived in when they recorded Nevermind, which is pretty badass. Second, awesome. <laughs> I had no idea how obsessed Kurt Cobain was with uh, John Lennon. He was like, really? he literally was his biggest influence was John Lennon, which is really strange. Because everybody thinks like, oh, he's he, nobody's probably his, you know, because he's just he started a whole genre on his own. But yeah. he like the whole time, like during the recording process, they were saying Kurt would be like, this is stupid. You know what I mean? Because it was like too poppy or too, you know what I mean? It was too. Yeah, it had too much of a melody in it for him. And they'd be like, yeah, but John Lennon, they, the producer would be like, John Lennon would do it. And he'd be like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, and that was what would <laughs> what would keep him going on these songs that are yeah. like, because the weird thing about him is, yes, they have the like freaking Kurt Cobain just swallowed a jar of screws and is now singing. Yeah thing but they still had a melodic quality to him and that's oh, I, sure. I attribute to like i'm just using my fan guess and saying that like the prop that probably had a lot to do with his obsession with john lennon so oh it his the pop sensibilities to these punk rock songs yeah are incredible yeah. they come from i mean if you listen to his the early stuff versus this you're like they're they the early stuff is okay you yeah, know what I mean, but this album and beyond, like they figured out how to write a song. Yeah, you know yeah, absolutely. I mean? And and, and uh, it had to be somewhere, you know. It only makes sense. John Lennon would make sense. He's definitely everything John Lennon did was well written and poppy, but you can't tell that it was so poppy. You know what I mean? Like like Nirvana. Yeah, very poppy, but. It's mass with like rage, you know what I mean? So it's it's yeah. pretty Yeah, I mean Yeah, I don't know. I love it. Oh, dude, it's just Oh man, what? Thank you. Okay. It's just uh amazing. Yeah, that 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 like you said, like the whole like I don't know, I'm I think I'm, I'm 
kind of rehashing it what you just said but yeah it's it's the pop sensibility of like of the songs of the album is like what what surprises me honestly and that's probably yeah. why it was so huge because it was like this is pop music but it's it slams you know what i mean like yeah it's not something yeah. you want to show your grandma you know what i mean like no. like it's it's just like it's it, it'll get it gets the people moving in a pop way but it's also like it's about really dark shit you know what i mean like yeah this kid lived under a freaking bridge you know what i mean like yeah this kid was homeless this kid had nothing not a penny to his name and he didn't want one you know what i mean like yeah he didn't want a penny you know what i mean like he yeah. just wanted to make badass music you know yeah which is why he's a freaking legend you know what i mean sure. like it's just this just it, there's no two ways about it and maybe this was a softball song. I don't know, but I thought it, it'd be a good. It's a good one for for a '90s jam. So whatever. It, you know what they? I've heard people say that Nirvana is the last uh, band of their type. There, we haven't seen a band like Nirvana since. There's there's bands trying to right now because yeah, I think exactly. that because oh, yeah. when I I'd say in the 20, 2010s, a lot of people were really into rehashing '80s ideas. So sure. like especially in pop music, everybody wanted to have that Prince sound because he passed yeah. and Prince is yeah. pr awesome. Prince is Prince. Yeah. And uh, but they you know everyone was doing the '80s thing. Nate showed me a couple of these newer bands, a lot of them coming from Britain that are like trying out doing a, another you know iteration sure. of the '90s for our generation. You know, uh, yeah, there's a band called Fan Club that's like that's very you know inspired by like. 90s grunge and stuff like that sure but but the thing is what nirvana did besides the style mm -hmm. and and you could you could you could say that they created something that the beatles did right yeah you know what I mean? absolutely the hype behind them now that i can get never, behind yeah there was never a band bef after the beatles nope. that created what they created nope. and then nirvana was probably the next band to do and i would say they would have been had kurt cobain lived they would sure, have they would sure. have probably gotten to that status whether Cobain wanted it or not. Exactly. You know that I mean the Beatles stopped playing live because they couldn't hear themselves over the screaming girls. Like that's, insane. that's insanity. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't even hear yourself in your monitor because there's the screaming girls is so piercing. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine fame <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's nuts, man. Yikes. So a friend of mine went to the Nevermind tour. Like he, he, you know, but the crazy thing, it was at uh, like first half. That's awesome. And it was like because Nevermind didn't blow up quite yet. Right, He's right. Like, man, it was literally like two weeks away from just exploding. Yeah, yeah. But, but like you know, if you are you know young and into punk rock or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna find those bands before they get huge. Absolutely. And so he did, you know. And he went to see them, and he's like, "I didn't touch the ground. Mm -hmm. My feet didn't touch the ground for like the whole, almost the whole set. <laughs> like I was, it, we were so packed into that space that he was like right lifted the from the crowd. He's like, I barely touched the ground the whole time. That's he's insane. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm not. I'm not even making anything up. I, I <laughs> basically was held up by. By a mom. My shirt, my shirt was wrecked by the time <laughs> I got home. Dude, that's so, so awesome. Out. <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh man, man, it's it, yeah. And there was 
the the hype that they created that still carries on today and, is insane. And it won't. You know? Yeah, dude, there are people that wear. It's so funny. These, there's these kids. I'd be like, oh, we'd be in L.A. because L.A. is a very much like kids follow trends in L.A. They don't yeah, really like yeah, yeah. follow the 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 art per se. They just kind of like follow whatever's cool. Like sure, oh, tons of tons of like. Latino, Latina people that like have Iron Maiden shirts and they don't even listen to the band, you know what I mean? Or something like uh, that. You know what I mean? Like for <laughs> yeah. some reason it's like really metal is like a really big thing with, with Latin culture. I think, I, I don't know if it's, if it's because the shows are bigger in, in, in Mexico and stuff like that, or in, in Central America and stuff like that. But they, for some reason they love metal. It's, it's oh, dude, super awesome. Central and South America. Oh, I love talking the to him about oh, it. You know, like, about the it's like, man, I can't like, I can talk to you about like, you know, like Megadeth or something like that. That's sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, especially in LA, I found that like, I would like some kid, like 14, 15 year old kid. when I was working at Starbucks would come in with a Nirvana shirt and I'd be like sick shirt. And they'd be like, Oh yeah, it's this cool company that like makes these shirts. And I was just like, you know they're a band, right? No. Or were a band, right? And they're they're, they're yeah. just like, no, I didn't, I didn't. What do they sound like? And I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> I'm old. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh god, oh god, I'm so old. You know, <laughs> but you know, when I was when I was running the warehouse, I was at, I'd go visit the high school and stuff like that and talk to kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this girl that was decked out like all every day in Nirvana shirts. And she dressed like Kurt Cobain. And I was like, I was sitting close to her. And I was like, how old are you? Yeah. She was like, or actually I said, what year did, were you born? And she was like 93. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Yikes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like Kurt Cobain was almost like, <laughs> He, he was, was a golden was, god, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I was like, yeah, it was at it least was, a demigod, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, yeah. one of the one of the small prophets, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I was like, man, you. I mean, I, I said, I said, I'm not making fun of you because I think it's awesome that you love Nirvana. Right. I think it's fabulous, but it's just crazy to me that this band that has been broken up longer than you were, uh, you know, conscious. Yeah. <laughs> And your that's your favorite band. I, mean, I think it's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. I had one one kid that was like, man, I, she had to have been she had to have been, uh, I'd say sixteen or something like that. She told me like, uh, even though I don't really care for this band, it was just kind of a respect. It was she's like the Misfits. Yeah. They were my favorite band. Oh, I was just like, yeah. what? You know, and she's like, you you were born in two thousand, dude. Like you don't even remember nine eleven, bro. You, you, you don't even remember where you were. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh man, out. I was like, well, good on you. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's not dead, man. Especially with the younger crowds. You know, that's Hell yeah, crazy. Dude. The thing is, man, when I was in when I was in junior high, I was all about like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Hell and, yeah. Like, and like. They were long gone. I mean, they were around. I mean, members were around. Yeah. But like them playing music, mm-hmm. like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe Pink Floyd was. Actually, Pink Floyd was at that time, but not the, all of them. But yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But still, like that old stuff, they, like, I don't know. It takes a certain, I, there's certain people that just gravitate to that. Well, and, and and the thing is, is if you weren't growing up while listening to them, like they don't hold any like nostalgic value. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's really hard to like get really into them. Like when I was younger, it was like the police, 
like my dad would play me all this stuff and it wasn't until I was older that I like I I grew a bigger appreciation for like somebody like Joe Walsh. Like Joe sure. Walsh is my favorite Dude, like guitar awesome. player. Even though it's like it's the weirdest one cuz everybody's like he's kind of he's okay, you know. Yeah. No, Joe Walsh is a master of his craft, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. he's like my yeah. favorite like lead guitar player like ever. Sure. Hand, hands yeah. down bar none. But my dad would play him all the time. My dad would play, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. I didn't get a really deeper appreciation for them until I started vi- collecting vinyl. Sure. And I got Deja Vu, and it's a great record. Um, yeah. But really, when I was growing up, I was like, man, I like Steve Miller Band, and I like, I like, you know, uh, Steve Miller Band of of the oldies that they were oldies yeah. when I was growing up. Steve Miller Band, The Police, and like uh, the Who. Later yeah. in life. I don't really like the Who that much anymore. Like, I mean, yeah. they're okay. You know, what I mean, they have like some good, great songs. Pete Townsend is great. It's also kind of a pedophile, so I don't really sure. know like how I feel about that. Um, yeah. But I was like, their music is not as good as like half the stuff that was coming out in the seventies. But for some reason, everybody loved them. I love Yes now more. I have a deeper okay. appreciation for Yes. Um, you know, I'm I'm I basically in L.A. when I was collecting vinyl, that's when I got a. deeper appreciation of like these bands that i grew up with you know but they're all 70s bands you know sure for the 90s it's like who is your most influential band you got to like look at somebody be like really you know i mean really who's my you know you hear my music nirvana you know i mean like (laughs) duh (laughs) you know i mean like and then something else you know i mean like but they were definitely the band that like made all of us like crusty you know curmudgeon kids just be like oh this is the best you know i mean like yeah it's it, it gave us a voice you know what i mean like to where it absolutely did. and it's also yeah. like it put it in the mainstream which was a huge huge thing and i think it was huge we wouldn't have warp tour we wouldn't have no. the music we have now without that right believe it or not yeah and absolutely that 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 uh it made heavy music um, or it, it, aggressive music acceptable. Aggressive is a better you know? term, yeah, than heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because like, you know, I get more of appreciation for like he- heavy tunes as I get older, and I like the the bands that started it all. You know, like Megadeth, yeah. uh, Sabbath. You know, like all those ones. But it wasn't until I was older that I could really del- delve deep and appreciate it more. You know what I mean? Sure. Like when I was a kid, yeah. I was like, yeah, I like War Pigs, and you know, and I, yep. you know that Megadeth song that run for the hills that that song and actually i think Megadeth in my opinion or no not Megadeth that's uh, iron, iron maiden, maiden but anyways no that's what i meant is uh, iron maiden i think that they got a lot of hype because their shirts are cooler <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like but <laughs> yeah. i think Megadeth is a better band you know what i mean like okay. and that's a guy okay. from from metallica you know what i mean like sure. scorned yeah. guy from metallica so anyway <laughs> Yes. As we are an hour in, <laughs> do you have a tune for me? Yes, I absolutely do. Hell yeah. Okay, so I'm going to, this is from a band that is from the same era. Sick. And I never really liked them that much. Okay. Bush. You like Ooh. You like Bush? If it's a deep cut, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So I, okay, everybody, every grunge kid had 16 Stones. Right. You know, 16 Stone. And to be honest, there's some really good songs there, but I feel like they got overplayed. Mm-hmm. But the song that I brought. Like Glycerine. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I stumbled across it 
like a couple weeks ago. Well, a couple months ago. Okay. And it's Alien by Bush. Okay. You got the song. Like, honestly, it's I'm obsessed with it now. It's one of those songs that I'm like, it does not sound like Bush. I mean, it does, but it like their song structure does not sound the same as all the rest of their songs. Right. It's, um, I don't know. It, it's it's awesome. Lyric lyrically, it's completely stupid. Yeah. It, it, like every grunge band, but like, right. The music is fabulous, and 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 I don't even like Bush, the the the, the band. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's okay with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, he, he's born he in the 80s. He, he's, he's okay with it. You know, like, <laughs> you know what it is. All right. Anyway, you want to play this? Yes. Yes. Let's play this song. This song is awesome. Okay. One, two, three, play. Baseline is the reason why the song's so good. Just noise after this? It's just a lot of noise after that. <laughs> I'll let it play out. Oh man. Uh, I loved it, man. It If you uh, like that I, stuff, there's another band recent band that I want you to check out, but go ahead, sure. go ahead. Well, I mean, it's like I said, like it doesn't sound like I mean it sounds like Bush playing somebody else's songs, yeah. in my opinion. Like they did, I mean, and it's really like, I mean, it's repetitive, but it's like, it's just super chill. And like, it's a builder, though. We talked about we yeah, talked we talked about this uh, last podcast. Uh, Josie was like, I know I, there was this other song you wanted to play, and he goes, I wanted to play it because I know you like how much you like builder songs, and I was like, you might as well call me the Lego Man because I love building. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's true. I, I'm a sucker for a good build. You know what I mean? Yeah, a good drawn out jam. Lo- you know. Something about that song just gets me, and it's like, I mean, it's super chill, but it, you know, it does build, and uh, I don't know. The lyrics are dumb. Like, there's a line that I, I was listening to it, or I saw, I read it, and it was like, you're a cinematic love truck. And I was like, if that isn't the dumbest <laughs> 90s lyric ever, what is? <laughs> That's dumber than the quintessential 90s, uh, than the quintessential 90s, uh, like music video standard, which there was always an old man with a shirt off somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, sure. sure. Like every fucking video. <laughs> you know, just like, looking spooky. You're like, uh. This is re- making me uncomfortable. And he's like, and he's always at a chalkboard for some reason. It's like, what are you doing, bro? You know, like what? Chalkboards. Yes. Oh, yeah. man. It's crazy what they passed as art, Ben, in the 90s. In the 90s, it felt like it was like very, everything was gross. Like everything had to be yes. gross. Grody, off-putting, shock, shock value. You know, yeah, that had dirty. dirty, yeah, 
it's like if you want to watch, you know, like you've watched like tool videos. Mm-hmm. Their early tool videos are all, I think, it's like the pinnacle of like the 80s image where you're like, it's just kind of gross and off set, setting and, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I feel about this. Mm-hmm. This isn't good. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's. I think it was like How I Met Your Mother or something, but one some famous TV show where they're making fun of like '90s videos, and that's what they're saying. So I was a gr- an old man with a shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just like grody old man body, you know. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Uh, I'm gonna read read these lyrics unless you want to, because you said you said they were they were shitty. So that's awesome. Well, I mean they're they're okay. I mean they're uh, I could read them. You, you, if uh, you want to, you t- take it take it over, man. Sure. I mean they're super repetitive. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to the say sat- the repetitive lines. Just kind of like sure. you know do one and then okay move on. The satellite comes and goes. We give each other all we know. In silence, we still talk by the light of the stereo waltz we will and and will you rain down in your cinematic love truck which what the hell does that mean i think that it's it's like his way of getting that fuck vowel you know what i mean like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 uck the uck yeah like like uck constant with the vowel and the consonant um what's his name i think it's gavin something the bush singer gavin he, uh rosdale gavin rosdale yeah gavin loved using that that vowel consonant combo he loves the uck like if you listen to a lot of his like hits he says that vowel not fuck but he's i think he says it in one of his tunes but yeah he that vowel consonant combo whatever you could do truck buck you know like luck or whatever like that he loved that vowel when he wrote which i would okay i found anyway but anyway go ahead so, and then it's, I'm going to hold you like nothing's going to stop us. And she comes to take me away. She's all that I needed. I don't, I don't breathe another lover. No. Flicker on the TV screen. Everything's more than it seems. The mighty backward fall. We stare at the light on the wall. And I swear to, to this, she's felt like velvet. She felt like velvet. Second blonde child, like velvet, velvet. <laughs> Loves velvet. And she comes to take me away. She's all that I needed. I don't need another lover. Uh. Ah. <laughs> and then it goes into uh, I'm a I'm an alien. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful rain. A couple times. I'm an alien. It's a beautiful rain. And then it kind of just keeps doing that for <laughs> for the end of the the end of the, the tune song. And then alien, 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 you know, you know, yeah. but it, it, it's actually when I read it, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be <laughs> as, mm-hmm. I, as I re- re- remember reading. And yeah. it's, you know, it's poetry and stuff. Right. Well, that, that line cinematic love truck. It's just so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bush was one of those bands where it was like, so Nirvana never really had love songs. Bush had yeah. some. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, it was like yeah. the grunge had a soul or had a heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. Same with, I would say maybe even Pearl Jam didn't really have I like a agree. lot of love, to, love ballads. Bush was like those bands, but had love ballads in between their sure. rockers. And yeah. cause like, dude, Stone Temple Pilots, I've been getting into a lot more re- recently. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Uh, that was actually one of my picks. I was going to do Vaseline, but um, okay. Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, who who else am I thinking of? Uh, 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 Soundgarden. You know, yeah. like all those bands didn't really have like a lot of love thing. It was like Not Bush, really. and then the Verve Pipe had two hits, and yeah. that was it. And actually, yeah. my high school band director was their first drummer, Verve Pipe. What? They're, they're that from Mount Pleasant. Like yeah, yeah. They're from like a town <laughs> like forty five minutes south of here. Um, really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I thought that those dudes were like British. Verve Pipe. Yeah. No. No. I, I, I think you might be thinking of the Verve. There's a uh, there's a difference. So yeah. there's I think the Verve did the Bittersweet Symphony thing. Okay. Verve Pipe did like Freshman, and there was one other song they had, but it's really bad. Okay. But you know what I compare it to? It it was like it was like the the modern. It was like the secular Jars of Clay. Okay. Was Verve Pipe basically? <laughs> yes. Jars of Clay just did it better. They're a great band. Like n- no matter what, like anybody tells me, I'm like, yeah, it's cheesy, it's Christian music, but they're a great band. Dude, sure. Much Afraid yeah. is a great album. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. But yeah, there wasn't really a lot of love ballads, and I think Bush kind of filled that role. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like of of being like the. Maybe they're just trying to get laid. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. it, it was. There was this thing going on in the 90s, this feeling that I can't, it's hard to describe. It's it's like this feeling of, 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 it's like this weird, I get it all the time, and maybe this is just me. When I listen to like 90s jams like that, especially ones that are like kind of obscurely melancholic romance thing, I yeah. think was kind of the 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 spark that started emo music. And when I say emo music, I don't mean scene music. I mean like Sunny Day Real Estate, Death Cab for Cutie, you know, uh yeah. uh, uh 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 Jeremy Ednick, which is um Pulse of Service. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. emo, emo. Like Jimmy Eat World is it's yep. it's kinda of, kinda of considered emo. Um The Promise Ring, Get Up Kids. There you all go. That kind yeah. of like I poppy- think that's like that punk rock right because that music was coming out when they were teens and when they were like first starting out before they started these emo type bands and i think that that feeling is what sparked that genre and it's so fleeting because it's hard it's hard it's hard to to get but every now and then i'll get that melancholic feeling even when i'm not depressed you know i mean like it's just it's just this this weird it's almost like post-apocalyptic, but you're content with it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like it's really yeah. odd. It's a really odd macabre feeling to have. But <laughs> it's, '90s it's, music knows how to tap into that, especially like romantic grunge bands like Bush. Or absolutely. I'm I'm drawing a blank on like a bunch of them, but there's a bunch of bands that came out that that the the in that era that had that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. There was a fatalism that like the grunge scene had. And mm-hmm. it's like they all wanted to get huge. Everybody wanted to be popular, but you couldn't talk about it. Right. Everybody wanted to be in love and happy, mm-hmm. but you couldn't talk about it. No. And it, it, you had to be a tortured artist. Right. Um, every every big artist of, of grunge was tortured in yeah. some way or the other or, or appeared to be. You know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, you know. Sure. None it was- of them were... They couldn't appear to be happy, but they were. You know it. Yeah. I mean, it's like you look at these guys like, you know, like I think about Pearl Jam because like those dudes seem to be still doing it and in not like train wrecks. Um, no. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that there was a fair amount of like uh, chemical issues, drug abuse. Right, right, right. 
but they seem to escape it in a way that seems positive. They survived it, and now they they're sm- and yeah. now they're smart because the '90s we we didn't really have a lot of information about drugs. All we knew sure. was that they're bad. Now you got like people like Rogan that like te- explains to you what the freaking drug does to you or something. Yeah, like. exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. so like, but that back then they didn't have it, and so they. You know, they just were like, oh, it gives me this euphoric feeling. I come up with this great songs. I should just keep doing it, you know. Yeah. And 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 like you said, there was a fatalism in grunge, which is that they knew it wasn't going to last. You know yeah. what I mean? So they literally just it, it was just it was like a decade long. And then it just, you know, what I mean, like it was oh, just yeah. like and, and all of them, all of them, almost almost all of them died like horrible yeah. deaths. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. horrible deaths, you know, and, and it was it was like it was almost like a prophecy come to fruition. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like they knew that they had to do that to get those songs out of them. You know what I mean? Those torture yeah. things. It, so. It's like, I mean, it really was like antithesis, antithesis of like uh, Generation X. Yeah. Like we were. They basically, I mean, growing up, I'm like, you're Generation X. This is what you're going to deal with. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm screwed. You know, like Mm -hmm. that was basically put on us as kids. It's like you guys. Well, just this doom. Like you you guys will always be behind the eight ball. Um, You guys, your parents have all divorced. Um, Right. You guys have all these things against you. And and it was true, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like. Um, it was survivable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was these things that were up against us as our as kids. Because I mean, I, I I'm at the tail end of Generation X, and like, and I'm at fall- the like literal beginning of millennial. So I'm not yeah, even yeah. true a true blue millennial. I'm like yeah. right at the beginning. I think it's '85 was the cutoff, yeah. right? I think so. And I was born and, in '87, so it was like. I still yeah. knew the '80s not well, but I knew them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and the '90s, you know, in small town, bumfuck nowhere, Michigan. It's like the, the '90s didn't really hit until '95. Really, like <laughs> yeah. my mom still had the big hair when I when I remember. I remember my mom's big ass '80s hair. So nice. You know, there were still remnants of it, but so when we talk about like Generation X, I mean, you look at the grunge music now that you know that, or look in the past of the grunge music, and you're like. They were random. Like yeah. the style was random. It was like a whole lot of doom, a whole lot of like tortured artists, really, when it comes down to yeah. it. And it's like, and I feel like, like the beat poets of like the, you know, late 50s, early 60s kind of like influenced them, like this nihilistic view of the world. And in, in how deep was it with all these bands? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you, you, you kind of experienced firsthand the whole satanic panic thing and they put bands like this on that list. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like when my dad was saying he go, my dad loves Nirvana now, but he's like, I would have never listened to him back then because I was this hardcore Christian and back then. And I was like, no, that's Satan music. That's yeah. just because of, you know, and, it's, and then he's like, and then I realized I'm bagging on you for listening to this music like my dad bagged on me for listening to fucking Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. and it's like, they're they're not talking about anything evil. They just want to have, I, Led Zeppelin has three things they write about. Space, sex, and Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yes. and nothing about that is bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so. It, oh, for sure. And, and, but anyway, go ahead. Tell well, us. The, the whole, yeah. 
the sa- the, it's funny you mentioned the satanic panic. Yeah. Uh, because, like, I was little when mm-hmm. my mom came home with all this literature. Yeah. I, I mean, little, little as, like, I was a junior high kid. Right. And I was into, at that point... D and D and hair metal, you know what I mean? Nice. Led Zeppelin and hair metal or whatever, you know. And my mom handed me all this like uh, literature from all the Satanic Panic guys, like Gary Larson. And uh, it's funny because that influenced my like I- interest in metal more than almost anything else. Because I saw it, I was like, <laughs> oh, so that's that Christian band sucks. Yeah. But that other yeah. band is really good. Yeah, exactly, dude. It was <laughs> like, like I found Slayer through through a anti Satanist, uh, and you're like, this band's fucking awesome. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny, dude. I would uh, like I, so I I still remember memories of the Satanic Panic type of thing, yeah. but it yeah. like it kind of died off when I got into like probably the later years of middle school but like sure, yeah. i remember those days and it was crazy because i remember like if a kid showed up with a metallica shirt my mom would be like do not hang out with that kid you know what i mean like and it was like <laughs> why you know what i mean like and i remember exactly. I, had a, I had a kid he was a troubled kid you know he came from the wrong side of the tracks type situation but this is small town michigan you know what i mean like there's not a lot of people to hang out with and i yeah. like this kid he was really nice to me and he wasn't like ever mean or he didn't you know he'd he'd say a couple choice words but i knew they were bad you know like i didn't need you know guidance on that and i was like eight and he had like super glued spiky hair wore metallica shirts and stuff like that and i was like yeah but you know this kid's nice you know i mean he's he's, you know and it's like it was right when uh no that was early 2000s so I'm, i'm i'm mixing up stories but Basically, I, I remember that era and I and I have like this certain this special place in my heart for it because I'd go over to that kids or my buddy Chucky Holdorf who had like uh, Metallica albums or in Nirvana, you know, like all the hard stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah. I go to friends houses and I'd be like, we'd, we'd like check if the coast is clear. You know what I mean? Like if my mom <laughs> yes. had left or whatever and then just rip into it. I mean, like. Metallica, Megadeth, you know, like uh, uh, Nirvana, you know, all these ones that were in that satanic bubble, you know what I mean? Sure. That in, in yeah. my mom's mind. And then it was weird because it was like I had this this ipso facto thing with my parents where it was like if I wanted to see like a like a movie that was like really like, you know, was our PG-13 or whatever. Yeah, I'd go to mom because she was OK with whatever. And then if if it was music, my dad would let me listen to everything. But my mom, if she heard me or listened to it, she'd be like, give me that album. And she'd like break it in my front of my face. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember it. That that, But that was like, you know, elementary school, middle school, yeah. and then high school. When I turned 16 and I had a driver's license, they they let me do whatever I wanted. But yeah. it, was, it was like, until you get that, you know, it, you're under our roof. You got to do abide by our rules. So Absolutely. Um, all that to say, like... Uh, if we, we want to get into it, there's like a huge, like butting heads right now, I think with Gen X and millennials. So now that, yeah. you know, we have a unique opportunity, we could talk about that. Um, sure. especially in politics and it's, and what's, what's going on in the world right now. It's, it's crazy what's going on in the world right now. First off, yeah. but Absolutely, also like yeah. there's this weird tension. Cause we're like right back to back with each other. And then like, yeah. but I think we can all agree, like, fuck you, boomer. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. right now, especially <laughs> right now, it's like, dude, 
boomers, shut up. And also, boomers, get off social media. It is rotting your brain. I feel like you back when I was in high school being like, get off your phone. You know what I mean? Like, they're (laughs) like, can you believe this? Turn the frogs gay and all this shit. It's like, yeah, because you're listening to this like propaganda machine that literally has an algorithm to like fuck with your head you know what i mean oh, like for sure it's like dude i if i could tell any boomer that anything it's like get off facebook dude it's not made for you you know what i mean like <sighs> yes like, like you got you gotta have some kind of like like so for i think for the generation x i one thing i always like hold true to is that like i'm skeptical of everything well you everything, guys were, you guys I'm were the big like, kids you guys i love gen x because you guys were the big kids that i would go when my mom worked at a pizza place I go with this guy Charlie, who was a Gen X kid, and we'd listen to all the bad records. Like he'd be yeah. like, "Oh, go on a delivery with me for pizza," because my mom used to part time <laughs> yeah. night- moonlight at a pizza place. She'd like, "Go ahead," and I'd go with him, and I'd be like, "All right, Charlie, you know what it is," and it's like Limp Bizkit or you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> yes. it's like it's just all the bad stuff. I was like, he's like, "All right, sure. let's," and he'd f- like fly. I don't know how my mom trusted me with this kid, but anyway. <laughs> so I love Gen X, but it's like we. Ca- it seems like we're you know we're everybody's like oh fucking millennials or like they're like oh okay boomer well. You know I what mean, I mean? Though I, I personally, I mean, part of me, like I've always worked with younger kids and I've always, right. I've always wanted to be like, like, I think, I, I think I've always been open-minded. So like young kids, young people, mm-hmm. people younger than me yeah. we fly, we, we work better together because we're both open-minded. Sure. Once you get to a certain age, you just close off. Right. And everything that's weird is, is wrong. Right. Scary. And well, I've never been that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, so I don't know, like personally, like I'm down with like millennials and uh, younger. What and, is the next one called? Do they, uh, do they have a name for it yet? Yes. There is uh, a name? Yes. Um, shoot, I should know. Generation should Snowflake. Really sh- <laughs> <laughs> you sound old. I know, dude. <laughs> We're going to melt these snowflakes. Just like, kidding, kids. So we love you. I don't know you. if there's ever, if there is, uh, like the the millennials and the Gen Xers are at war. If yeah. there is, it's not from my side of. Yeah, yeah, I, for I, sure. I, well, I'm, we've always got along, and 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 I think also that attributes to like you're kind of you're as close to the line as I am. You know what I mean? But I'm on yeah, the other side I, of that yeah. line. You know what I mean? You're like right up, button up, right to the to the millennial line, and I'm like just after. So I think and, that helps. And, and everybody before me and, and even, you know, they've all screwed up so bad. I know. And you know what I mean? And so it's like somebody has to get this right sooner or later. And so I, I, you know, I haven't done it, but like somebody and I'm looking for the younger generation because I'm like, it can't come from us. <laughs> we, right. we suck. Well, we'll help. We'll yeah. Help. We'll talk about how shitty we were. I think I that will, Gen X, though, was, was a cool was a cool one. It was a cool one that like just doesn't it's it you seem you you seem to hear a lot about millennials or boomers right now but not a lot about Gen X. But Gen X I think like you said that whole fatalist mindset it was just like that thing it's like we're already fucked so whatever. You know what I mean? Like exactly. it's like yeah. we'll just we'll just power through this and, and then nobody you know nobody talks about us and we just kind of hang out and have fun, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we do our thing but <laughs> uh, I think well, I didn't ahead. like somebody from like like Fight Club talk about our generation being the middle, the middle kid of like <laughs> the middle <laughs> child, like that. the middle <laughs> child of the universe or something like that. But and I'm it, like, yeah, pretty much. It seems to be to be, though, that like your guys's music got a way more respect than the millennials because now millennials are relevant now. 
yeah. you know, like we're irrelevant now because now it's the whatever the next one is, and and Gen all they listen, all they, the, all they listen to is like trap music and and EDM. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just like beep 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 beep. beep you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm here. I am <laughs> old man Ryan. You know, but <laughs> there's some good stuff. I like Dead Mouse. You know, it's not bad, but um, yeah, man, I, it's it's. It's weird. It's 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 weird what's going on with with our folks in uh, in in. I think we can both agree with our folks in social media. It's just like oh for sure, dude. It's like it's such a. I mean, and we get it because we grew up with it. You know what I mean? Like so, it's yeah. like millennials and even Gen Xers to a degree kind of understand how that stuff like fucks your head up. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. like, you got to get off it at some point or it's going to rot your brain, dude. And, and now my, like people like my aunt and stuff are just like literally closing their house, like chain smoking cigarettes and being like the world's coming to an end. You know what I mean? Like, and just screaming all this crazy shit. I had to unfollow her because I was like, dude, you know what I mean? Like, like you're not getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. like this stuff is made to get a rise out of you. You got to get off it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but if you tell them that dude, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who oh, are you? Who are you? You know, it's like, well, I think that generation X, they basically are. Um, I mean, I remember when there was no like, uh, social media. So you do I, I. Mean? like, yeah, I got my email first email the first year of college. Yeah. I was, was email wasn't a big thing for me, Yeah, but I had one in like middle school, but I never used it. It was like Facebook was really the start of it for me. And that was my senior year high school because it was back when you could only do it when you had a, when you had a college uh, email address. Yeah. So I signed up with my North central one when I got it, you know, in the, in the mail. And, um, that was the start of social media for me. I had a cell phone. I think when I turned 16, Okay. But like it was shit. It wasn't like these these phones now. You couldn't yeah. like stare at it too long or your eyes would go crooked, you know. <laughs> like it was a flip razor phone or something, you know, like a yeah. Motorola, you know, Altel when Altel was a thing. Yeah, sure. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like a it wasn't like what they're doing now where it's just like it's literally their entire life now. Yeah. And that's yeah, okay it's if it's used for a tool, but it's like there's literal proven scientists that are going online being like this stuff fucks your head. You know it's what I mean? True. Like that, like the, the people, if, if, if it goes to show the people that put this products, these products out, don't let their kids use it. Yeah. Which is scary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, and what's funny is like, we're just hurtling right for it. You know what I mean? We don't it's give true. a shit, you know? Dude, there are, uh, like internet utopian, like experts. There was like a group of like 50 of these guys who were like, they, they created a, a society and they were all about the internet being the answer to society. Yeah. Every one of them has come back and said, Nope, we were wrong. It's not, we screwed up guys. Yeah. Don't listen to us. Well, dude, Elon Musk was like, dude, you guys don't want this. And then, and the, and the people (laughs) were like, screw you weird accent, man. Like we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, okay. And he's like, he's like, it's not that I want to do it. It's just that like, you guys want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm trying to run a business. So, you know, like smartest man in the world, just telling you like AI is not a good idea. Like how many bad, like bad 80s sci-fi movies do you have to fucking watch before you're like, yo, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) quit, you know, like, like stop it. You know what I mean? Like I read citizen or I read uh, 1984. I read like all this stuff and it's weird to see it coming to fruition right now. 
because yeah. of these it's people a lot more that like subtle now. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, dude, like literally, China has this thing where they like they'll ticket you off off of like videos. They'll like take videos of you jaywalking, and they'll shame you publicly in the street <laughs> on these like telescreens. <laughs> and you want to know what the the company called it? They called it the 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 company in Terminator. What's that called? What? Yeah. Uh. They, they called it uh what's the name of it uh the, what's the name of the big company that like makes all the ais what is it oh uh, no oh. I, I should know this ah <laughs> uh, dude I'm, i can't believe i'm drawing a blank here it's like one of my favorite <laughs> movies uh i'll edit this yeah i don't know <laughs> I, i'm sorry i should i should know but i which don't. by the way i found out matt got back to me perosia was the name of that yes. was the name of that band yes. uh <laughs> company in terminator is skynet they literally skynet. called it skynet and they're like the people on vice were like you called it skynet and they're like i know what you're thinking but terminator is my favorite movie and it's like what did you watch it and they're like yeah we know we're ruining the world we don't care like it was literally oh. like fuck you you know what i mean like there's literally like no oversight to like what nope. is possible with technology and it's and it's nope. and it's not me being an old man with a cane being like don't do it because there's a lot of cool stuff that comes with it yeah. you know what i mean like i mean it's a great tool but man alive dude are we cruising for a bruising you know what i mean like we have we have no clue how to moderate this you no know what i mean even personally personally no. at a personal level people don't know how to put the phone down for very long. Mm-hmm. How can you mad? I mean, and it's also making people billionaires. And yeah. how can you tell? I mean, they're if you're going to ask someone if they want to be a millionaire or billionaire, they're going to like, I want to be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a, it's a human condition where we always want more. Yep. So it's just like, you know, it's it's it. But we're feeding into it like we don't give a shit. And it's like, dude, exactly. These, these things have consequences, man. And it, it, it's the same way I feel about a lot of things in life where it's like the thing that I that bums me out about about ultra PC culture and stuff is the fact that there's zero consequence. Like you want to live a life with zero consequence. It's like, sure. But that's how you learn. You know what I mean? Like yep. getting yep. your ass kicked, getting the shit kicked out of you somehow, whether it's physically mentally you know emotionally whatever that shapes you into the in the human being that you are and if you don't have that hardship and if you don't have that struggle and you're yeah then like how are you gonna learn yeah i i I know i sound like a my dad but it's it's literally like it's (laughs) for me it's not a religious thing for me it's it's just a human thing where it's like yeah you really have to have those hardships in order to become a a good person i agree and an interesting person yeah so absolutely yeah <laughs> wow dude we are at uh a minute an hour and 40 do you think we should uh, nice. call it i don't know i thought it was good man i thought it went it well it was good man this is good yeah this dude. Is good i love hanging with you man yeah uh well is there anything you want to plug quick or anything that you want to talk about or dude i have um yeah i'm too busy with kids and work to have <laughs> side projects at this point i'm working on, i want to do some like art drawing and stuff like that how are the kids I got some ideas oh they're awesome how the kids how fabulous the everything great everybody's good awesome. seriously i know that like covid sucks yeah, yeah it's bad for a lot of people i can imagine as a parent that's got a blow you know <laughs> but listen like we we got into our house just before covid hit 
and we Sick. have a house big enough for everybody. And you know what? We like each other. Right. And so we spend all these weekends with each other and it's been good. It's been good for us. That's awesome, man. You know, like, and, and I feel for people that it hasn't been good for, mm-hmm. but COVID has been good for our family. That's awesome. And that's a, a messed up way, <laughs> a messed up thing to say. No. But there, the effects I had, of it have been okay for us. Josie said the same thing about me, man. I like Since I moved back, like, I've get, get my album out. I'm doing, like, all this stuff. I have, like, two albums worth of material you know yeah. that I've written that it's, that's ready. Started this podcast. I mean, I've 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 helped. I'm, I'm we just we just kind of bought not bought in, but we like kind of bought into this franchise of this food truck, and we're opening tomorrow. Um, nice. And with with a family friend, it was his business, but he was like, "Dude, I don't have time. I'm just cooking all the time. Like, yeah. I need a break." And do you guys want to franchise this? And you know, you get the profit. You just pay me rent, whatever rent is for the thing, because we're doing so well. And I was like, yeah. yeah, man, we're getting an apartment soon um, in nice. my hometown. So that means we're probably going to have to be here for another year, which we weren't really planning on and didn't really want. But it's kind of been a blessing because I've had so much time and so much opportunity. And and yeah. and and somehow I'm not broke as shit. Like we've made a savings between me and my girlfriend. Yeah. Um it's been nice we've been getting like you know we got to you know it was it's not ideal as a 30 year old living with your folks but no um the cool thing was it's like we weren't mooching off them you know what i mean like i paid them rent monthly and 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 we helped out when we could we cooked for them we cleaned we made sure everything was picked up um and we've actually been coexisting pretty well i mean there's still like if we get into politics that's what where well, yeah. where everything goes off the rails but if we stay away from that and just be like i love you your family you know we've been doing gr- great man we've been playing euchre a lot <laughs> you know what i mean like nice. euchre's great you know what i mean like <laughs> it got into jerry ch- taught me how to play chess which i've always wanted to learn how to play and yeah. I beat her my first three games. Like <laughs> she's like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been great, man. You know, That's it's good. it's it's been nice. And I and like I was I was curious, like what? How are you a parent and like letting your kids learn online? You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, Does I mean, it work? I've heard bad things, man. So it depends on the kid, right? So like our oldest Morgan, she's a um, she's a rule follower, okay, and a perfectionist. Nice. So it's she's fine. Getting straight A's, yeah, 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 yeah. She's killing it, yeah, grade wise. Mm-hmm. Um, my middle kid, who he's probably gonna be the smartest member of our family in a year or two. Wow. He's like gonna he's eleven. Like he, the kid is brilliant. That's awesome. But he is also he struggles with his attention deficit. Right. Like his dad. Yeah, so same. this is not a good thing for him. Right. <laughs> um, so grade wise, he's struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, we know he, he know it's not like, it, it's not like uh, we're concerned. I mean, he's making, he's doing C's. I yeah, mean, yeah. He's pulling C's because he just doesn't give a shit. Right. Right. I mean, that's where he's, and I know I'm like, I tell Tina, I'm like, I know exactly what's going through his brain. Man. You know what? What? Who's exactly like that? Nate. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) hates school. Smartest, one of the smartest kids I've ever met, and also one of the most talented kids I've ever met. As far as like his his ability to know music and like what he does, but hated school. Like, literally dropped out of college first year. Like, couldn't stand it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't because he wasn't smart enough to do work. It was because he just he knew knew what he wanted and he went for it. He didn't he didn't need college. You know what I mean? Like. 
There's a lot of like you can see through the bullshit when you get to a certain level. Like I, I saw is that such a racket, so man. much. I was like, man, this is just dumb. Why am I doing this? I that's and, my biggest regret in my life is going to college, dude. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 dude. I'm I'm gonna be paying. I'm probably not gonna be able to pay it off when I'm dead, yeah. unless I write a hit uh. song. You know, like it's like, <laughs> dude. It's like. They and they know that too, and that's the thing. Yeah, these yeah, greasy freaking ugh. Yeah, that Bible school racket, right? Oh my god, not even Bible school, dude. Just college <laughs> in general is is a, general, is ridiculous. Yeah. They yeah. put you into debt before you even know what debt is. You oh, know what I mean? know they. <laughs> And they do they, it like with a freaking smile on their face, a greasy bastard. Oh, you'll get you know? a job. You'll get a job and you'll be able to pay all this stuff off, they kept saying to me. You yeah, same. It's like How much money do you want to take out? I yeah, said, exactly. What? It's like it's like and they ask you like you know what you're buying into. Which yeah, you don't. You're, 19. you're eighteen. Yeah, nineteen eighteen. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't know what the hell you want to do. I'm exactly. gonna encourage my kids. If they want to go to college, I'm gonna say take a year off, take two years off. Go to Europe. Go do the things you want. Always wanted to yeah. do, it could, because after that, it's all debt. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. in American culture, it's all debt. Unless, unless you do it right, which I'm, I'm encouraging my kids. If you're gonna go college, you're gonna walk out of there with as least amount of debt as possible. Absolutely. By going like post secondary stuff like that. Right. You know, get your credits done. Of classes. Get a lot of yeah. your G G D or general general uh, credits done in in high school. You can, there's yep. programs you can do that, dude. Oh, there's so many. Knock it out. You just sit, I never had them. I, well, I was never expected to go to college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know when I, I, I never thought about it until mm-hmm. someone's like, hey, what are you going to do with your life? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. That's what <laughs> I'm saying, dude. Go to college. And I was like, uh. <laughs> That's such bullshit, dude. Like, I, I would encourage you, like, dude, no, man. Go find out who you are. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, I do yeah. knew for a fact that I wanted to be a musician. You know, like, I knew that. I've known that since I was, like, six. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, but I didn't realize, like, how many things you need to know. Like, if I would have known what I know now and I still went to college, I would have not gone for my degree. I would have gone yeah. for, for a recording arts degree to learn yeah. to learn Pro Tools, to learn, like, computer digital digital recording and and to learn like this mic is placed here and this goes here i would have been leagues beyond where you know where i am right now if i just knew that knowledge instead of going to like eight choir classes without credit which north central made me do i had five choirs that i had to be in i was required to be in they were all at the prime times of my gen eds and like and i had to do it and zero credits for it Ugh. Ugh. They literally encourage you to be a fifth year, and I'm pretty sure I heard. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that they're in some legal pro- trouble. North Central is, and I was wow. like, I don't doubt it, man. They made they charged me for year, chapel yeah. skips, dude. Oh, I had two hundred dollars in chapel chapel fines because I skipped chapel over my allotted skips. And you couldn't graduate until you paid off. Paid I couldn't off go to the, I couldn't go to go to a next semester unless I paid them off. Oh. Tell me how that's legal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, that's messed up, dude. That's dude, so, I'm a college yeah. kid. I don't make many money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a college kid yeah. in a band. I'm like already like it's like you're screwed, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. There's no yeah. way. But yeah, but my kids are doing good with this whole awesome. situation. My my youngest, he so they they you know the governor left it up to the school districts to pick uh, like who gets to go to like. 
who what uh, model that school ki- the kids are going to, you know. Mm-hmm. So the youngest kids are still in school. Yeah. In 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 our area, and so Jack, our youngest, he's been going to school since the beginning okay. of the school year. So he's doing fabulous, you know. And every day he's thankful to be able to go to school. Right. Which that makes sense for him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that I'm worried about with these with kids is like they're missing like crucial like social skills you know like in interactions with humans you know yeah that's the school is where you learn how to like be kind of you know cordial with other humans you know what i mean like without that and you just have a screen it's like yikes you know (laughs) like i'm worried about them i'm worried about them honestly i feel bad for the next generation I don't hate them. Struggle. I know. Struggle. That's. I don't hate them like 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 my boomer parents and stuff. It's like, it's like, (laughs) dude, like they give them a break. Give them a break, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's like (laughs) you raped our planet of like all of its natural resources. You freaking like completely like sucked all of our money, and you're gonna give us shit. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You like like pissed away all of our all of our like uh, social security and. And in I'm the eighties, like, you can retire. Yeah, I can't. and in the eighties, you flushed it up your nose with cocaine. It's like screw you, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. It's it's like exactly. I honestly like was like, dude, you y'all deserve this. You know, you need to be yeah. smacked in the face to realize like this is your doing because we uh-huh. weren't in power. Like we yep. don't we don't know why why you did this, but this is what you did. You know, like. Yep. And now, of course, like every other generation after, you, we gotta clean up your mess. Exactly. You know. <laughs> And with that, (laughs) with all the boomer bashing, (laughs) sorry, boomers, we still love you, but you're kind of a pain Uh, in the ass. uh, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Kind of of suck. Sure, I kind of do love you, but... Man alive, dude, we are almost at two hours. Holy shit. Dude, it's been so good. Absolutely. uh, Let me know if you want me on again, and we can talk for two hours. If Nate's busy, you're the first person I'm calling. This went went real smoothly. Awesome. Um, Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in to Sultans of Slap. Uh, We'll catch you next week. Yeah.